Hey homebodies, it's Robin and Molly and we're here to remind you that if you're looking to buy a home or refinance to be sure to check out our platinum sponsor Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Aaron is licensed in Minnesota and Wisconsin and is a top lender in the area. You can find his information on our website homeiswherethemurderis.com in all our show notes and on all of our social media platforms. Again, if you're looking for the best in lending, check out Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Molly. And this is... Home is where the murder is. Hi, Molly. Well, hi, Robin. Everyone, we have to be real quiet today. I'm hurting so bad. Shh. No no loud noises, please, for Robin. You guys, you've heard us talk about the Driftless Social. And last night, I did the Driftless Days, the Driftless Drop... The driftless asthma attack. She so Robin took it upon herself to try to try to try all of the martinis on the list. Oh, and guess what? You shouldn't try to do that. No, no, that's not a good idea. I have the shakes. She's shaking. I. She has the driftless shakes. I have the driftless shakes today. It's so bad. So last night, um, our local sports football team in Mount Horeb. They were um, in the playoffs for football. Playoffs? The playoffs. Um, they unfortunately lost, um, but they got to the third round, which is great. They did. They had such a great year. It was their first loss of the entire season. So, oh, wow. Even I didn't know that. Yeah. So they had <laughs> such a great season. So Robin calls me with five minutes left in the game. I'm sitting there like, she's like, okay, I'm going to come down to the game. I'm like, Robin, there's five minutes <laughs> left. You stay at the bar. You're not coming down to the game. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I was, I swear I was on my way. You never time. were on your way. <laughs> you were on your way somewhere to Drunksville. <laughs> Drunksville. And you made it. You made it there. Um, yeah, I don't remember anything that happened. The last thing I remember is looking at one of my drinks and a cup of water was right next to it. And I'm like, I should drink that water instead. Sure should. <laughs> sure should. That's the last thing I remember. And apparently I, when I woke up this morning, her son Fletcher was, I'm like, hey, Fletcher. Do you know what happened last night? He goes, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you fell down a lot and you fell asleep on the floor and your purse fell everywhere and your credit cards went everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, really? I'm like, how did I get here? And he's like, my dad came and got you. <laughs> so I guess that's what happened. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yep. So. Yep. And I don't remember having an asthma attack, but I mean, that sounds about right. Because I've, I've been having a lot of asthma issues lately. I think it's the fall weather yeah it's gotta be but. it's like the leaves and, and it's kicking funny, up stuff because I can feel in my chest I'm like yeah I, like it makes sense like I must have been it's having tightened stuff oh or, it's, yeah. yeah so it's like it's like the next day I can always feel I feel different and so it, it makes sense that I had one but it could be the alcohol too I don't know I who knows <laughs> my body is just a mess right now but yeah I woke up on your couch which is not no, out of the norm for me you're like you're like good good but I'm I home. had no idea how I got there yeah and I'm still wearing the same clothes I wore yesterday because well you did change into pajamas I so did that's great but yeah but it's just funny because like I but you wondered how you got into those and I, I did confirm that you yeah. put those on yourself so okay, that was good. good for you good 
Yeah, I just think it's funny. I haven't brushed my hair. But, I did brush my teeth this morning, though. But you were up in the bathroom changing into your pajamas, and I heard you go, well, I'm going to have to clean that up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I don't know what you did up there. I don't either. I couldn't tell you. I'm, I, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm going to let that be. I don't know what that would have been. No. Bathroom looked clean this morning. It so. looked fine. You did, you did what you had to do, apparently. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. But... So I look like a train wreck. I need to put myself together because I'm going up to the Packer game. But who else was at Driftless last night that, that you saw? That weird guy that wants me to hook up with him and his yeah. wife, which I found out it's not even his wife. It's his girlfriend. Right. But I also did find out she owns a home. So I, so Robin had <laughs> had to be polite I was as polite. usual. Yep. Because so, there's a home involved. There is. Listen, if we get that sale, someday you're going to thank me for being polite for the first time in my life. I'm gonna let you do your work on that one. That's that's what that one is all you. <laughs> Thanks. Yep, that's your You're that's so your kind. journey. I'm gonna let you take that one. You're a good friend. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's just funny because I I have to go to Green Bay today. Um, going to the Packer game tomorrow, and the idea of riding in a car to Green Bay, which that's for anyone that knows, it's like two hours away. Which from, isn't like an awful car. No, actually, for, like for me, from, that's nothing. But. Yeah, that's nothing. But like with how you're feeling oh, right now, that yeah, I'm dreading even driving to my mother's house, and then sitting in her car going up to Green Bay. It just sounds yeah. like I'm going to die. Right. So mm-hmm. and yeah, I so, saw. And then we're, she's like, "We're gonna have some drinks and sit by the fire." I go, "Oh no, I'm never drinking again." You're like, "Oh, oh, oh no, oh, no, no, no." no. So, you're like, "I will bring a Gatorade." Yeah, and. Oh. Yeah, and I have a Gatorade in the car. It's like I knew that something was going to happen last night. Got to be prepared. Yeah, which is weird, too, because I had a great day yesterday. Well, did you, though? Because your card got compromised. Well, that happened a couple days ago. Well, right. Oh, But I... Yeah. That's someone... Sorry, my phone just rang. That's somebody trying to get into one of my properties. I know it. (laughs) I am going to have to take that eventually. But anyway, um, who am I? What's my name? What was we, what were we talking about? I was talking about your cards getting compromised. Oh yeah, so my card got my debit card got compromised. So I took care of that days ago, but I got the new one yesterday. But of course, I forgot it, so I have no access to my checking account today. Which yeah, is fine, whatever. At least you'll be with your mom. You can make mom, her pay for your stuff. Mom will pay for everything. Yeah, she always like, does. Mom. Yeah, yeah. So, but I yeah. So everyone, I'm hungover today. So. It, it happens. Yeah, but luckily Molly's murder is a short and sweet one. You guys, how often are my cases short? Never. Never. So, mm. so yeah, my case oh. is shorter. Sorry, that coffee just tastes so good. That hits the spot. Oh. We, we had to stop at Icky Sticky on the way here and get a coffee. Shout out to Icky Sticky. Shout out to Icky Sticky helping us get through our day. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, we both needed a coffee. Sure so. did. Yeah. So no, my my murder is shorter today, which is never usually the case. So, but I needed to do a shorter one because I've been doing a lot of longer ones lately. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, because I did the Amityville horror, which was that was a long case, that and I could have even made one. that longer. Well, yeah, but no, yeah, but I I couldn't. I I you know I had to stop at some point, and sure. then. The last one for our live show was, you know, yeah. a decent sized case. Yeah. So good. This one that I'm going to cover today is a holiday case. So I'm going to, my next few cases, I'm going to kind of base around the holidays because these will be kind of leading up to the holidays. I love it. Um, so I'm going to kind of try to find some that are around 
Christmas or other it holidays. Just ruin it for everybody. Yeah, I'm just going to get us into the holiday Molly spirit, the I figured. Holiday ruiner. Right. And this one, you. there's not a whole, I'm so it's shorter. There's not a whole lot of other podcasts about it. Ooh. I did find one really good podcast out there. Um, it's called um, Twisted Philly. Ooh. Um, so it's a podcast about the wonderful, strange, historic city of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. Oh, I love that. Yep. So she does a really good job, like the way that she presents her cases and everything. Really, really good. So if you're looking for... Maybe I'll listen to that on my way up to Green Bay. Yeah. So I just listened to this one of hers, but she does a really good job. She brings in like um, interviews and everything. So it's really, really good. So Awesome. Um, that's where I got a lot of my information from. And um, another one that I found on YouTube, too, and uh, some other articles and things like that. But there's not a whole lot out there about this, which is why it is a shorter case. All so, right. Well, let's so yeah, let's get to it. This is the murder of Stephanie Kilhefner. Is it ironic that her name says kill in it? I know. It's sad. Yeah, so that's I think about that all the time. Though when I hear that kind of a last name, I'm like, right, kill, right. That's all I had to say. Yeah. Continue. Okay. So Stephanie was born on November 22nd, 1980, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to her parents Tammy and Donald. Stephanie was someone who had a big heart and would do anything for anyone. She loved horses and other farm animals and actually rescued them. She had two horses at the time that she was murdered. Her children were her life, and she was an amazing mother. She also had a very forgiving heart to a fault, especially towards the man that she loved. She married Dustin Klopp, which, <laughs> what a last name, Klopp. I'm sorry. Right? Klopp. <laughs> Right, I know. So it hurts to laugh. So she married Dustin Klopp, who worked in construction on October eleventh, two thousand eleven. October eleventh, ten, eleven, eleven. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Which that was a date. What was the date that you wanted to get married? Ten, ten, ten. But that's yeah. the day I got engaged. Right, but I mean, but it's it reminded me a little yeah. bit of like your date because oh, yeah. it's like. 10, well, 11, so we 11, were, yeah, so we, 10, 10, 10. We got engaged on 10, 10, 10, and we wanted to get married on 11, 11, 11, but yeah. we said we broke up. <laughs> well, oh, Spoiler. Oops. I did not get married. <laughs> Oops, Daisy. <laughs> Oopsies. So, but yeah, so that, that date kind of okay, was reminiscent. 10, 11, 11. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So on the outside, they seemed happy, but things aren't always what they seem. No. As we are very well aware. Dustin had some past trouble with the law. In 1997, he pled guilty to burglary and simple assault when he was only 19 years old. And in 2001, he um, pled guilty to burglary and resisting arrest. So he didn't learn his lesson the first time around. Oh, then he continued to not learn his lesson. In 2007, he had two guilty pleas for DUIs along with one plea to a resisting arrest. Doesn't like to go down. No. Oh, and then oh. <laughs> in 2009, he was arrested on drug charges and was sent- sentenced to serve two to four years in prison before he was actually released in 2011, which, as you might recall, is the year that he actually married Stephanie. So they must either she knew him when he was in prison or. 
I think they had known each other and... And she still married him. Yes. Well, there's your first mistake. So there, like I said, she had a very forgiving heart. He He's not a bad looking guy. Yeah. So I think that she just kind of like the bad boy kind of thing. And she kind of just gave him a chance, I yeah. think. And, you know, I, I mean, don't want to victim blame at all. No. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's tough. you always like, I, I swear I'm going to do better. You know, and, you know, when you have a hold, when someone's got a hold on you, yep. it's hard to exactly. you put your blinders on. Yep. I mean, it's There's like, love there. Yeah. And you, you you know, I'm sure he was promising yeah. her everything. Like, I I swear I'm going to do better. I've learned my lesson. Yeah. You know, everything like oh, that. Oh, I get it. I mean, yep. it's like the Jeff, I, I used to call it the Jeff Dick syndrome. It's like this guy who screwed me over how many times. But Yep. I'll, I was going to say, yeah. who, who hasn't been in a relationship yeah. with a guy that you know you shouldn't be with? And you just keep going back yeah. to them, and yeah, hundred percent. I mean, this this is to the extreme, obviously, yeah. but you know, love blinds you. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I get it. Yep. So. And she was the kind of person that wanted to see the best in people. That she was a loving person, and yeah, yeah. So well, Stephanie and Dustin would then go on to have two children: a daughter named Taylin and a son named Darren. Darren. I like that name, Taylin. Yeah, that's cute. So, but, so just to give you a little bit of their history. So they did know each other before, you know, while he was going through all these troubles. So back in 2008, Stephanie asked for a protection order against Dustin on October 2nd, 2008, when they were living in an apartment together. In the report, she stated that on September 19th, 2008, Dustin attacked me, punched me in the eye, face, and head. I fell to the ground and he kicked me and drugged me across the pavement. Last night, he choked me, threatened to blow my head off, hunt me down and kill me. He has repeatedly choked me, knocked me out and been aggressive and violent. And I am fearful for my life. Okay. Right. Now, I know we just said. I know. I know. I know what we all just said. But I feel like if a guy did those things to me, I don't care how much time has passed. I would not marry him. Right. And go on to have children I, with him. Yeah. What was she thinking? I know. It's sad. Um, well, it is. Yes. Well, and you know what, though? I always Again, think, like, I don't want to victim yeah, blame. No, but I also am like, she got two great kids out of it. Yes. Right? Like, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Maybe everything happens for a reason. She all that just to have those and kids. And he, so. he went to prison eventually yeah. after that. Yeah. And maybe, you know. And they have rehabilitation programs right. and stuff, so maybe. Yeah, right, right, I right. I guess, yeah. It's so hard when you're not in the person's shoes. Exactly. So. So, and prior to this, Dustin had also choked her, slammed her into walls, and hit her. Stephanie was granted a temporary order keeping Dustin from their apartment. The court documents show that Dustin was actually in Lancaster County Prison when he was served those papers. So he was actually in prison when he was served these papers from, okay. you know, attacking her, I'm assuming. Yeah. But on October 15th, 2008, Stephanie withdrew her request for a permanent protection order. And as we know, they ended up staying together and getting married. And unfortunately, Stephanie would face her unfortunate end at the hands of Dustin. What a dick. So, and again, like I said, you can never know that that's going to happen. No. But. That's just too bad. It's too bad. So, on December 24th, 2014, so Christmas Eve. Stephanie, who was 34 at the time, and Dustin, who was 36, got into a big argument at their house. 
At 7.30 p.m. that night, Tim and Sheila Rohr, who were their neighbors, saw Stephanie pull into her driveway as they were saying goodbye to their family who had been over to their house. She waved and they waved back and she yelled Merry Christmas as she continued up her driveway to their house. That would be the last time anyone would see Stephanie alive. Well, that's... I don't like this. Yeah. The details of what the argument was about was never disclosed. The Lancaster police would say that whatever upset him doesn't matter. It's no excuse or justification for what Dustin Lee Plop did to his wife, Stephanie Kilhefner. So I don't know if Dustin... They, it was never... You know, the details of that argument were... Yeah. It was never released... I don't know if he ever actually did, you know, admit to what what happened, what happened, yeah. um, or if they're if they don't really, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I don't know so, if their details were ever really talked about. Right. So interesting. Yeah. We do know that the children, who are age five and two at the time, did not see the murder take place, thankfully, and that they slept through all of it. Oh, good. So they were in the house, though. But they were in their bed sleeping. Okay. Well, thank God he didn't hurt them. I know. So first, so this is where, so trigger warning, this is where the domestic abuse takes ha- starts really. Takes, takes happen. T- takes happen. This is, t- it's taken happening now. <laughs> so first, Dustin punched Stephanie in the face and knocked her to the ground. Next, he slit her throat. Holy shit. And then grabbed an axe and hit her in the back of the head repeatedly when he saw that she was still alive. Oh, my God. Yep. Didn't see this coming. Yep. So whatever the argument was about, it's like something just flipped in him. Yeah. And he punched her, slit her throat. She didn't die right away, so he took an axe and beat her with the axe in the back of the head. So once she was dead, he then placed her deceased body in a car carrier bag, which what you put like your luggage in and put it on the top of your car. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dragged her body to the shed on their property and left her there. Jesus. So. Okay. Well, that, it's just so. It really, it goes from it a really elevated. To a slaughter. Right. That's crazy. Right. Good monster so they actually rented their home and it was located up a long gravel driveway and their closest neighbor was more than a hundred yards away so no one heard anything um stephanie's neighbors described her as being very kind and polite and always wanted to say hello as you saw that night you know she waved to her neighbor said merry christmas as she was going home dustin was not described that way he was said to be paranoid actually a FedEx driver that normally delivered to their house, you know, that was that was on their route, even said that he didn't like to drop packages off at their house because Dustin would always curse him out. Just just was that kind of a guy. Like it was yeah. like it was an inconvenience that oh, yeah. he was just there doing his job, right. basically. So hmm. then next, Dustin went back inside the house and cleaned up all the blood. Ugh. So this was about at 1030 at night Jeez that this Louise. all happened. Yeah. So so this was Christmas Eve night. So, oh my God. Yeah. So we know what happens Christmas Eve night, right? What happens? Santa comes. Santa comes. So next, next, the next morning, the kids wake up. 
you know the kids have to be wondering where their mom is, right? Well, yeah. It's it's Christmas morning. Yeah. Kids are two and five, especially the five-year-old. Oh, yeah. Is aware. You know that they have to be asking, where's mom? Yeah, you know, like, where's mom? The um, daughter was the older one. Okay. Um, so he gets the kids dressed. Um, you know, then they open up gifts from Santa, you know. Oh, my God. You know that he's making some sort of oh, excuse for, sure, for, for sure. where mom is. There, there, It's never really talked about, you know, what he said, you know. But yeah. you can only imagine he's making up some sort mm-hmm. of excuse as to why mom's not there. You know, she had to go to the store. She's right. running an errand, you know. Yeah. Right. Oof. Then... They left the house for the day. Dustin took the kids over to his parents' house for Christmas Day. Okay. So they're probably wondering where she is, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Right. And exactly the same thing. I'm sure that his parents were like, What's going on? Where's Stephanie? Because, again, she was well-liked. Yeah. She was nice. I'm sure that... I mean, this is just me speculating. I'm sure that they liked her more than they liked him. Well, he seems like a turd. He seems like a turd. He was in, you know, he had a lot of trouble with a lot. I'm sure they loved their son. I'm not saying that they didn't love their son because you love your kids. Yeah, but but like he's a turd. But like, you know, she seemed like a good person. I'm sure that they were like, well, where's Stephanie? She. I'm sure he was making up and, oh, she's sick. She's at home. She wasn't feeling well, you know. Hmm. So, um, so she, he shows up at their house on Christmas Day without Stephanie, but with the kids. By 5.30 p.m., December 25th, Christmas Day, Dustin couldn't take it anymore and called the state police to confess to what he did. Oh, so it was eating him alive. Uh Uh-huh. Good. One hour later, his father drove him to the police station and he turned himself in while the kids stayed back with his mom at his parents' house. Oh, shit. It's very unusual to have someone call and confess to a crime especially of this nature, that the police do not even know that has been committed right. yet. Like, the police don't even know that there's I mean, been a murder. It makes me feel a little bit better that he felt guilty. Yeah. At least we know he has a soul. But, right. Like, shit. He And he did feel guilt. I mean, obviously, yeah. I think he just was, it, it had to have been eating them up, which, thank goodness. Good. Yeah. At good. least, I mean, if you can find one, I don't know, one tidbit in here, at least he felt awful that yeah. he did this. But, hmm. So to say that the police were shocked would be an understatement. The police then went to Dustin and Stephanie's house on Georgetown Road, and they found Stephanie's body in the shed where Dustin told them they would find her. Dustin was charged with the murder of Stephanie and also abuse of a corpse because he had, um, you know, done, you know, what he had all done to her, taken her body, you know, what he had all done and tampered with evidence, you know, basically. Her autopsy showed that she had died of multiple traumatic injuries. The coroner found that she had also been sexually assaulted. Oh, God. What a monster. Yes. The district attorney filed a felony sexual abuse charge against Dustin. That was in addition to the charges already against him for her murder. So... Mm. So any any little bit of shred that you were like, well, at least he turned himself in, but he also sexually abused her, too. Yeah. God, what the hell? Yep. Klopp didn't enter a guilty plea, but he um, did waive his preliminary hearing. One week later, while in jail, 
In February of 2015, at the end of February, Dustin was declared brain dead from trying to hang himself Damn in it. his Lancaster County prison cell. Damn it. Yes. He suffered lack of oxygen to his brain due to a failed suicide attempt. He was rushed to the hospital and placed on life support, but he could not be saved and was taken off of life support on March 2nd, 2015 and passed away shortly after. Dustin's suicide was one of three that had happened within a few months at that Lancaster mm. County prison. An investigation was launched, but no dis disciplinary action was taken against the guards who were on duty when Dustin decided to take his own life. Dustin was found hanging from a bedsheet between the 30-minute scheduled shift checks, and all policies and procedures had been followed. It seems like he had timed it out between the cell checks and actually waited for a cellmate to leave to go to do an activity so that he wasn't around either. In the last 20 years, there have been 16 suicides at the Lancaster County Prison, and in three, and three happened in 2015, the year that Dustin took his life. They shouldn't be allowed to have bed sheets if they're going to act this way. I mean, that, I mean, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I mean, crazy. in three, it was like three within the few months, too, that Dustin, and then Dustin was one of them. And I hate it because it's such a easy way out. It was such a, I mean, he felt, obviously, he was, and I, I, his guilt was eating yeah, him up. He, and I get that, but it's He didn't want to like, face it. So within a couple, like a couple months, yeah. these two poor kids lost their mom and dad. I mean, his their dad was a piece of crap, but, but I mean, that's still, such a trauma for these kids. Absolutely. Poor kids. That's awful. And I mean, Christmas is going to just be. Well, yeah. I mean, they woke up and their mom was dead. Like, yeah. They, obviously, they didn't know that at the time. Right. But like that. Now they do. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Forever. That's just awful. Yeah. Ugh. Both sets of grandparents took on raising Stephanie and Dustin's kids. Stephanie's niece, Cheyenne Smith, said to the media that the families want to make sure that the children have a big, loving, caring family surrounding them, and that includes both the Klops and the oh, Kilhefners. Nice. So it would have been easy just to like rule out Dustin's family. You know what I mean? Just with what happened. It's great that they but, didn't do that. Yeah. I think that that's just showing a lot of, yeah. you know. Maturity and everything. It I mean, is. Well, I mean, this is one of those cases where both people came from loving families. Right. So they're both hurting. Right. So. I mean, at the end of the day, they lost their son. Yep. They they can't control what yeah. he did. And they have that guilt of our son did this. Exactly. So it's like, and uh, I hate that. I hate when people feel like like because their child or their family member did something yeah they have to live with that yeah it sucks because it's like you don't want them to have to live with that they didn't make their son kill her no no so i hope wherever they are that they don't hold that over themselves like right you know i don't know and i mean and you look back and you're like you know you wonder if stephanie would have kept that restraining order on you know you can't look you back wonder, and wonder yeah. but like she again she was this loving person she wanted to give him a chance yeah. you know and she got these two beautiful children out of it that she yeah, loves so, so much and yeah. you know you you just hope that you know yeah these kids are doing okay with this this family around them and loving them yeah so for sure so yeah but um the national domestic abuse hotline is 1-800-799-7233 i just wanted to put that out there if anyone's you know in a in a situation that they need help with there's yeah, a lot of help out there you can always there. call us too we'll help you we'll fuck them up and october was actually domestic violence awareness month so we just had oh yep so that just happened um there is support out there and i just wanted to say in 2021 so that was so just a couple years ago 
80 individuals died in Wisconsin due to domestic violence at a rate of approximately one death every 4.5 days. So that's a really scary statistic. I wonder how much of that is driven by alcohol. Yeah. I think about that all the time because we're Wisconsin. And for anyone that doesn't know this, we are known for our drinking. We drink a lot. Wisconsin's a very... Robin's a walking (laughs) martini right now. Yeah, I'm a walking martini right now. Um, But yeah, yeah, so just... Know that there's help out there. Yeah. I I mean, every state, every country, I'm sure that there's specific numbers. Um, That's the national domestic abuse hotline Mm -hmm. here for us and where we are. But, I mean, I'm sure, you know, wherever you are, there's a lot of support, too. One thing you can remember is you can get out. You can. You just have to reach out. You got to ask for help. You can't do it on your own. No. You just got to ask for help. You have to break that cycle. You do. And you can get out. It's so hard. If you're in a it's situation, hard. you can get out. But no, it's the best thing that you can do for yourself. And if you have children, oh, it's yeah, the best for thing sure. you can do. Yeah. But so. again, we're not victim blaming at all. No, we just wish that it We just had... hope that you're safe and yeah. that you f- you're okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that. Well, in you got real end. deep today. I did. So now a little bit about the house. So the house was located at, they rented the house. So they were renting. Okay. Oh, God. So I was a little bit harder to find a little information about it. Yeah. Um, and I found two addresses with this 623 Georgetown Road, but I'm pretty sure I found the right house. So it's 623 Georgetown Road, Ronks. Ronks? Ronks is the city, um, Pennsylvania. So it's a red brick and white siding split level home set off the road with a long gravel driveway. It's a rural residence, um, and it was built in 1978. It's three bedrooms, two baths, um, and it's currently off the market, but its estimated value is about $387,000. Okay. So, and that they rented the house. So, hmm. that's pretty much all I could find. Interesting. So, but, yeah. I and I was on like Google Maps, like trying to find it on the road. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, it's it's very rural, yeah. ru- ru- rural I hate that road. Word. I know, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty setting yeah. out there and everything. But I mean, it's that's so sad. Yeah, wow. But okay, but yeah. So that is the case of the murder of Stephanie Kilhefner. That's too bad. But yeah, so a little shorter one from yeah. me today because it was kind of straightforward. Because Dustin yeah. just turned himself turned in, himself in, yeah. Which you know, turned himself good. in and killed himself. So turned himself in, killed himself. Um, but yeah. I just scratched myself. Oh, no. Ugh. I am struggling today. She's struggling, but she did it, you guys. I Give guess, her a round of applause Yeah, I made there. it through the, the murder. It actually makes me feel a little bit better to listen to murder. Good. So that says something. Good. I'm happy to hear that. But um, So but yeah. we're going to New York. We are going to go to New York. We're taking changing, a little trip. We're changing it up. So we wanted to reach out to our New York listeners. So I was telling Molly this. New York is the sixth most listened to state for our podcast. So thank you, New York. So we're going to New York December 15th through the 18th because we're going to go to the Friends Experience. Yes. And we're going to do all the New York things. Christmassy New York stuff. We're going to have Michael Scott's favorite pizza. (laughs) Sbarro. But yeah, so we were wondering if our New York listeners wanted to meet up with us to get a coffee. I'm probably never drinking again. So are you okay? Yeah, we're good. It's all over your face, too. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Okay. Um, people are like, what? <laughs> so coffee. if, uh, yeah, so if our New York listeners want to meet up with us, we will be in New York the 15th through the 18th of December. 
and uh, we'd love to meet with you guys, chat, yeah, some murder. So send us a message. Yeah, yeah. The best way to get a hold of us in this circumstance would probably be through our Facebook group. Yeah, um, just message us, Messenger, or whatever. Yeah, Messenger. Um, because I am not good at checking our email. Well, we started getting a lot of emails from people, which is great, and then I just kind of stopped checking it because I got busy. Life, life. So yeah, so yeah. Everybody else, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. And our website, homeiswherethemurderis.com. We're there. And you know, as always, if you need to buy or sell real estate, reach out to us because we got agents all over the world. We will help. That can you. help you. So yep. yeah. Well, thanks, Molly. Thank you. You guys have a great week. We'll see ya later. <laughs>